With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Umpire Rails podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I'll be hosting the show today. Today we are joined by two now regulars on the show. We have Neil, Mr. Bobbins. Good evening. Good evening to you. How are you? I'm very well. Yeah. Despite the winter woes. Okay. Okay. Healthy. Any other social topics you want to bring up? Maybe. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It is a Reading FC podcast, remember? I'll keep it vague. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, and we also have Jonathan Lowe from Get Reading. Yes, Gary. Hi. Hello. So, so, yeah, so let's get on with this then. So, for, well, last Saturday we had Hull Away, which um, was. Well, it was Red and FC, really, wasn't it? You know, this season, it was a bit dull. Nothing much happened. Kind of... A nil-nil's a good result, I think, in the situation we're in. We couldn't lose to them, but what did you think, Jonathan? You actually saw the whole game. Yes, so. I did, yeah. Um, oh, you yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm still recovering. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think a, a point was probably a good result from a running perspective. Um, didn't play too well, obviously not helped with the two injuries uh, so early on. And also Gareth McCleary being tired um, meant all three substitutions were forced. So mm. you can bring on any um, any attacking threats in the in the second half. Or if you wanted to change things up, he was very restricted in what he could bring on. So um, I think all in all it was a good result. I did think towards the end Hull were piling forward. Mm. Couple of good saves from Vito Minone, and he, I did get the impression that they they were going to nick it late on, and it was going to be another one of those horrible away days. But uh, I think on the face of it, um, it's a, a point off a, a team around them um, stopped a, a losing run or certainly a winless. Well, it, it was a, a point in a clean sheet, so something to build upon, but um, nothing spectacular. But um, not the end of the world. No, I mean definitely not. I mean now. We're five points away from relegation. We're 18th in the league. We've got two goals in six games, I think. Conceded nine in those six games. Everything's going well. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of... I mean, what I would say, actually, I think over the past, seemingly over the past four or five weeks, Reading seem to have stayed in and around 17th, 18th place. Hmm. And they've still got a, a cushion above the relegation zone. Yeah. They haven't been dragged in at all. They could well have been, given the fact they lost hmm. to... Birmingham drew his bars. He lost to Burton. He, he thought they were going to be dragged in, but they haven't, and they've they've still kept that cushion somehow. Um, and um, yeah, so I don't think it's not quite all doom and gloom. Um, <laughs> it's, I think it's all relative. It's certainly from a yeah. table's perspective, I'd say yeah. it's it's you know, they could be in a much worse position. They could be in Sunderland's position or. Yes. Yeah, there's bottom, I think. Are they still bottom? Mm. I'm not sure, quite sure, actually. I try not to look yeah. at the bottom because it's a bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit too near. <laughs> now, I think Sunderland probably are bottom, aren't they? I mean, I so, yeah. yeah, I don't Burton think it's. Have... Yeah, Burton have actually. I, have a, I quite like them. Burton. I mean, I know they beat us, but yeah. I hope they stay up because what they're doing is amazing. It really yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, look at, you look at Reading, you look at 
Sunderland, Birmingham, they would have, you know, Hull City as well, four mm. big sides who have had aspirations, certainly a, a top half finish. And, uh, you know, look, look how they're doing. So mm. it's such a unpredictable league. We've said it uh, time and time again, but it, it, it just, just shows, you know, you can have a, a really good season and follow it up with a really poor season. And, mm. uh, and Sheffield Wednesday as well, but they're, yeah. they're similar mm. to us. Yeah. They? They've had playoff um, aspirations and been so close and they're the same they, they, they've flattered to deceive this season and they, they may have spent more money than we have I don't know but Who's Sheffield Wednesday mm. well if you say over the last two three years definitely mm. definitely the last mm. two seasons I'm not quite sure season, this summer but... yeah yeah Spent a lot of money, even just on one player on Jordan Rhodes. Wasn't he 10, 12 million on his own, maybe? He normally seems to go for that kind of amount and then they sell him on to another championship team. And, yeah, and that's not paid off at all. No, no. So um, I did see one chance that we had during that game though from Liam Moore when mm. perhaps he should have scored. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not going to like really criticise Liam Moore. He's by far our best player. So I think if you're going to start nitpicking with those mm. kind of things with him, they think you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the easiest of chances. No. I mean, he, he got it on target, I think, in in the end, or yeah. certainly the rebound. Um, and they kind of had a couple of other half chances, but it didn't really look as though they were going to break the deadlock. And mm. I mean, it's, it looked the, very the frust- static from what I'm. Yeah, seeing. I mean, the frustrating thing as well is that at set pieces, they're they're hardly ever a threat. I mean, mm. yeah. Came or away, they have lots of these corners. We do, we do look small, don't they, we? Compared to some, yeah, some I mean, but the delivery yeah. on its own. When you've got delivery, players yeah. like Swift in the team, I know he didn't play all of it because he came off because he got injured on a coach. But uh, <laughs> then we got Liam Kelly, another player who technically you would think is quite decent. Yeah. So you got two there. I mean, he's gone off the ball. I mean, yeah. I think uh, Evans had a couple of corners early on against mm. Hull. Um, but they don't. There's not, they don't really vary it up. There's no kind of. Don't really do it like a short corner, or there's no. No, I think new. It's very predictable, and I think mm. um, you know even with Shane and Moore in there, two mm. players who should be getting on the end of most balls into the box and should be getting headers on target. You don't, they don't really see that. No, I think there's a real. It's a real lull. I think quite quite honestly, watching the players, they're already waiting for the end of the season. I get yeah. that feeling. Yeah. I really do. And I think we're going to be fine. But I just look at them and I think they're just really hit by absolutely zero confidence now. They don't know which one. Well, they look confused on the pitch. They don't know. They don't know what, what to try, I think. No. For fear of it, 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 could be, it, yeah. it not paying off. But then again, nothing is paying off now. But they still don't want to take the risks. And I don't know how much of that is what Stamming's telling them to do. According to some of the, the radio reports that he's said recently he's not telling the players to do certain things like passing it around the back but where does that come from then they can't be un- totally under their own volition that they're going, going rogue and just passing it it's, it's got to come from him or come from the coaching team that, oh. that ethos that they're instilling isn't isn't generating anything and the players are now getting into a malaise where they, they don't know what to try no, maybe, but I think there's quite a lot of bug passing on that pitch. Oh, yeah. I think there's a no few players really that don't want the ball in difficult areas, but will do a lot of pointing when other yeah, players don't get Yeah, you can see an awful lot of the players yeah. pointing at each other when this ball should have gone here, and that should, yeah. should have gone there, where were you? All that kind of typical stuff that you see when a, when a team is down. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's quite quite obvious if you uh, if you have a look around and look where, you know, where the ball 
is look look somewhere else and you you'll see what the body language is like and it's Definitely. It's, it's just not pretty. It's no, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. They look very unhappy with each other. Quite a lot of the players now. Um, it's not just one or two of them. You're seeing numerous arguments during matches with players, and I've seen more than one occasion this season when players have actually shouted stuff at the crowd, and they've obviously had the big fallout of the previous match with Stephen Edge, and these are not good signs. No, no none of them are positive. No. So no, I think a, a lack of a, a leader on the pitch as well is is like you mentioned is pretty evident. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think McShane and more, but yeah. McShane is a bit hot and cold. And, and you hear more, more than you do McShane. But McShane knows he's out of form this season. That's the problem. Yeah, and it, yeah. I, and if, going back to where people saying, "Oh, McShane doesn't care after the situation when he didn't wave at the front of the wave," you know what I mean? He yeah. clapped the crowd. Yeah. There is one player who definitely 100% does care, and that's why he's in that state. Is because he's so annoyed with himself and the crowds. Aren't helping it. I, you know, crowd do what they want to. It's up to them, but it's not helping the players, and that's how it's come out. Yeah. So I'm sure you know the time he's preoccupied with what the hell went wrong here. Yeah, how can we you know, deal with this? How can we change it? And he's he's thinking all these thoughts, and he's mm. not thinking what the crowd want. Yeah, to think, which as fans, you, you know, you always want a reaction from, from the players, mm. whether it's a positive one or a negative one, so you can actually see that they care. But when you see nothing, yeah, it, it's it's hard for the for the fans to you know engage with that and think I want to be behind this. I think the crowd's biggest problem is that they're frustrated because you actually look at the players and we haven't actually got a bad team. You yeah. look at them and you think they're not terrible. They're not where we should be. No, individually, possibly. you kind of go, yeah, that, that looks like a good 11. Every mm. time we, we see you know, a team shoot bad out, you think, yeah, oh, that looks decent. Yeah. But when it gets out into the field, it, 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 it just turns into something else completely. It's a mess. It's a mess. They're all playing 30, 40% less than they're capable. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to uh, a happier event, a glorious victory in uh, one of the strangest games that's probably been seen in the Medeski, <laughs> just because of the kits. Could you work out the teams, Jonathan, on uh, Tuesday no, night? Certainly, everyone was puzzled when they walked out. I, I think genuinely, I thought that Hull were in some sort of tracksuit top and they were going to take it off and reveal their, their kit, mm. which was going to be much different to Reading. Yeah. But then, uh, I mean, having so seen that, uh, they started, obviously, and then the referee called the captains over, and you're thinking, well, are they going to change mid-match? Well, that's, that's going to take about 10 minutes or so. Um, I mean, but kind of fortunately, they carried... even allowed? They I don't on. know. <laughs> it's such a strange event. I mean, I think, off the top of my head, I think I can remember... In the 1980s, they had a different role that the home team had to change to the away strip. And I saw this in an FA Cup match. Now, I've been trying to think which match this was, but there was definitely one or more occasion during the late 80s mm. when there was actually yeah. the other way around. But yeah, it's been a long time. That's almost 30 years ago. So, But yeah, even watching it on TV, and like I said to you earlier, Jonathan, I my mind couldn't work out seeing a team playing in orange scoring against a team playing in blue and white in Medeski. I was kind of hang on. It doesn't feel good. The away team have scored. I thought, well, that's a good goal, but it's not us. No, that is us. Yeah, yeah it messed, messed with plenty of people's minds. And, uh, Definitely. As I say, like they, they both had whites on their back and the red, mm. the red, red yeah. numbers, so it was yeah. incredibly confusing. But you know, fortunately, from a from a Reading point of view, it didn't uh, cost them a goal or you know cost them. Uh, a big decision, so... No. 
You would have thought that could have happened. Lucky, yes. <laughs> you would have thought that could have happened. It, when I saw that, and I thought, mm, "This is this has got it written all over it." This really yeah. has. Well, yeah. I mean, it's prime, prime mm. excuse, isn't it? Yeah, good luck with offsides there. Yeah, really tough. Yeah, really tough actually. But for Mister Porfas, um, and that was a really, some massive night for him really, because not all his goals were tappings. I mean, yeah, two of them was, but he had to be in the right position for the third one, and for the second one, it was a brilliant header. Yes, it was very yeah. good. Yeah, I yeah. think the the first one was good as well. It's very mm. controlled finish. Yeah, it was uh, it deflected cross, wasn't it, from from Gunter? And mm. uh, you know, I've seen plenty of strikers balloon that over the bar or mm. drag it wide. And so, I mean, that was a, you know composed finish. You've got to give credit mm. for that. And the the second goal, yeah, very good. I mean, a bit of fortune in off the pace, but. Yes. Take it and uh, technically, that's probably one of the best goals we've seen us score. This yeah, season. it was a good goal. Yeah, certainly, yeah, it was a good goal. Remind me a little yeah. bit um, of the one that Bakuna was involved against uh, Forest when Swift pulled it back. Swift scored on a counter attack because we hardly score any counter attack goals because obviously we yeah. like to yeah hold on to the ball a bit. <laughs> But, yeah, so we got a win, so that is good news. And you've you got to take that. I mean, Gunter, you were just talking about, he's a player who really splits opinion. And I think this season, I think I've really grown into liking Chris Gunter because he's played so many roles and he never complains about anything. He plays 60, 70 games a season. He's a solid 6, 7 every single week. You're never going to get, well, not never, but you're very rarely going to get those 8, 9 scores from Gunter but he doesn't let you down yeah he, everyone wants to listen to this oh yeah he makes defensive frailties but that's why he, he's at Reading <laughs> he's not a premiership player yeah. so you've got to be realistic with where we are you know he's been with us for five six years now I think the fact that he's he's now got a new home at left back and he doesn't play any differently than he does at right back yeah, he's better yeah, at left back which makes no sense yeah it was certainly for the, the assist that he provided yeah. he was cutting back in on his favourite yeah. right foot, putting the ball across nicely. Exactly. And you think, okay, that's another little bit of a chink in the opposition's armoury that we can take advantage because they, they're Definitely. not expecting a left back to to cut back in and be inverted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you notice with with Gunter, it's, it's the same week. Week in, week out. Yeah. No matter where he plays. No, definitely. Because we've played, seen him play, maybe not this season at centre-half, but I've definitely seen him play there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's I mean, he's tall great enough. Though, he, yeah. he doesn't look as if he's tall enough, but he's 6'2", no. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wherever he plays, it's always the same level. Yeah. And yeah. some people don't like it because he doesn't do anything exceptional as eye-catching. Mm. But, you know, you don't really want defenders to do that by and large. No, I think if all the... Players uh, putting a similar shift to him every week this season, we've been in a better position. Yeah, for sure. Much better. I think some of them are <laughs> come in and not really. Um, I think the deal that they were given isn't where we're, where we are now, and I think they've struggled with that for the last month or so. Yeah. I think they've kind of mm, down tools slightly, a little bit. Some of them. Mm. We've got to wonder what the uh, what the reasons are behind all of that, though. My own feeling is that midfield just changes week in week out. There's no yeah. there's no you know similarity from there from one game to the next. You look at what start one month and the end, and, then, and there's just been so much shifting around. Mm. And you talk about that traditional spine, where you've got you've got to have some kind of affinity in midfield as well. 
And it, there's there's none. You can't say who's who's a regular there. Because no, definitely Aguna not. Aguna could be in there next minute. He's fullback. Swift could be in there next minute. He's injured. Edwards is in there next minute. He's not even in the team. Mm. Clement gets put in for no apparent reason. Does well. Never seen again. You know, it's uh, Clement. It's I mean, so variable. The thing is, when you sign Clement, he gets a lot of stick from a lot of people. But I don't think he was ever really a first team signing. He was that kind of borderline academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Player, and he's played a lot of games this season, and. I mean, he's looked okay, but in some games he has looked a bit lost and a bit out of his depth, I feel. He's got to find his feet. Though. But he's still very young. If, I, if one of our academy players come in and played the amount of games that he's played in and put in some simple performances, he'd probably be like, oh, he's okay. Yeah. But because yeah. he's not from the academy, he doesn't get that time. No, well, I think yeah. given the fact he's come from Ajax, it's a bit of a... Everyone thinks he's going to be the next uh, whoever... Yeah, just uh, <laughs> just technically yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's kind of, it's yeah. very kind of you know, world known, really. So, mm. um, I I don't know what his best position is. I don't know if Sam yeah. knows. I don't know if he knows. I don't, no. I don't, no. I don't think anyone can really kind of play, play anywhere, no. which, which is not is maybe that possibly holding him back. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say he's probably maybe one more one for the future if he gets a. Yeah. A season under his belt, um, he can you know, maybe look to establish himself next season. Um, I think he was maybe he had a bit of a slow start because I think he was, he was good friends with the um, you remember the teenager who who died at Ajax with the brain. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes yeah. Was, I think yes. that affected yeah. him quite okay. largely. Okay. Um, yes. So I think that that kind of because because they kind of grew up together through the Ajax academy and I think that. Hit him hard, um, mm. certainly initially, and obviously being in a different country. Obviously, there's, you know, yeah, there's other course. Dutch players around here and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Well, the championship um, isn't exactly an easy to, well, yeah, I mean, to roll into big, and uh, hit the no. ground running. Yeah, so. you know, if you've got the personal problems. Really. So, yeah. yeah, so I think that maybe that's that had something to do with kind of the slow start. And uh, I mean, yeah, he's been in and out the side, hasn't he? But yes. He seems to be the kind of player that he yeah, seems to throw in and kind of or just kind of do your best. Yeah, <laughs> kind of been given yeah, that yeah. role, which is not really fair on him because we've got other players that you think probably Bakuna, who should really be ahead of him in that midfield on more occasions than mm. Clemens played there. But I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Start me Yap is a man who's <laughs> stubborn. We can go to the team later on for Saturday, but... Let's do a quick thing on uh, the transfer news that actually came out today is that we've made a bid for someone and it's been uh, turned down. And uh, it's your uh, lookalike, uh, Johan Barbet, yes. Jonathan. I I suspect you must probably take the wages they would offer for Reading. <laughs> yeah, very much so, yeah. yeah. I think what my, uh, my wage demands elsewhere causing a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about him. Obviously, you know, it's kind of a bit of a sideways step Brentford running, isn't it? So uh, yeah. I can't imagine they, they're going to uh, sell, a, a, you know, one of their first team stars. So what you're going to get is just a, yeah. an average uh, centre-back, which is, you know, no bad thing. But um, whether it's a replacement for McShane or more, yeah, have to wait and see. But, um, yeah. Which is well, it sounds a bit. It's, it's I don't know whether it's an attempt to unsettle him or something, or trying to maybe force through a move. But um, I, I don't know. It's it's. I don't think people would be too excited, but they won't be too disappointed if he came in. No, not really. I don't know anything about him at mm. all. No, I couldn't say 
Yeah, I know, but I honestly had not heard his name until he came yeah, up in the transfer. I mean, he's, uh, he's, Doesn't mean he's, he's bad, cent- though. centre-back who can play at left-back, mm. which made me immediately think... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the next Tyler Blackett? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, dear. No, it could be. It could be. Poor Tyler. I mean, he's good at centre in, in the three, but mm. Mm. when he plays left-back, I feel a bit for him because he, he must know that that's not his position. And yeah. he's kind of, he wants to play. Which, yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah. He always yeah. tries his best, whether he switches off or not. He's, mm. he's a player who always gives his best, but mm. he struggled this season. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I can see why he wants to bring someone in. But we wouldn't surely be bidding for him unless there was some possibility of him wanting to come. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. So I find. <laughs> Do you think they would be replacing someone? I don't think mm. he'd be coming in. No. Because, I mean, you've got I mean, Laurie and... Uh, obviously, yeah. they're, they're kind of well. fearing, if not already, a bid from for more, which has always been touted as something that could happen. But how much is he worth? Window. How much is he worth, more? And who's going to... It comes down to clauses, probably, doesn't it? And who's really going to... I mean, if you're a premiership team, or premiership team, so like John Madeski there, Premier League team, <laughs> you, um, uh, who would you... Yeah, I know. Sorry about that one. I apologise. <laughs> if you're a Premier League team, you could probably get someone better in a European context, can you? And probably cheaper, cheaper than Liam Moore at this time of year, because uh, Liam Moore would probably want to go, and I wouldn't blame him. But he's just signed a new contract, and unless there's an amazing release clause in January, I would expect it cost quite a lot of money. Yeah. For what? For his performances this season, he's been good for us, but has he been really outstanding? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think given the fact he's English as well, that always adds on a few yes. uh, a few knots yes, to, yes, your, right. yeah. to your transfer fee. Um, I mean, he's, I think he's twenty-four, or mm. maybe just about to turn twenty-five, something like that. Um, so I think you know he's got plenty of years ahead of him. Um, yeah. So whether the team would you know like to develop him or just put him straight in, and I think it would be more of a lower mid-table to lower Premier League mm. club. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, someone like a yeah West Ham. I mean, it's it's exactly Swansea who I was thinking or, of. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thing is, I'm not sure whether whether Moore, being as ambitious as he is, would like to go to the likes of Swansea, who you know, are, out of most of the teams that are down there, look more nailed on than not to... Yeah, but if he has a good few months, so he gets another move. Yeah, he could do. It's the way it works, isn't it? If you, He wants to play in the Premier League. He's kind of got a little glimpse of it with Leicester, kind of, even though he didn't really play at all. Yeah. He's seen what it's like to be a Premier League team. Yeah, you got promoted with them, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. And he knows that he can play at a very good standard in the mm. Championship. He's just one of those betwixt and between players, isn't he? Where you know mm. he's not good enough to reach a higher echelon for no. various reasons. But Premier League, yeah. You know he's too good, too good for us, or certainly too good for the level that we're playing at currently. And you can mm. see his frustration on the field as well. He knows he should be doing better. I don't know how, but he takes it very personally. Mm. I think. Yeah. Um, and he, he's he is emotionally involved with the club, and the fan, the the fans do love that. Um, but whether it's enough to keep him, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not in not with football now, and I don't blame him. You're only gonna he could get injured next week. Yeah, if he gets like, that move to the as Premier League. I said to Jonathan, you know, with the uh, Barbets wages, would you take it? And you certainly would. It's not it's just, just that though. It's yeah, the wages have been really great. Yeah, but you you also get to 
put yourself up against all the best players. Yeah. And you say, am I good enough? And surely that's what you'd want to He's do. He's probably very grateful for the chance that Redden gave him because he wasn't playing football at all and we certainly made enough mm. overtures that we wanted him. Yeah. Um, but he must be very disheartened how it's turned out, especially after last season as well. Um, that he's he's in this predicament now where he thinks, he, do I have to move again? Every time or I see I be him, in the same Leicester lower league, mid table Premiership side, low you know, yeah, definitely. Cycle. But every time I see him at the end of the game, which is quite a reoccurring thing now, on the pitch and his head's in his hands, you know, mm. he's like, I think, is he thinking to himself, Wembley, just Wembley, yeah. <laughs> just that one moment, all of this. Could have been different if I'd have just scored. I don't blame him because you you got to have the balls to go there and actually take it. Yeah. But you just think that must go through his head. It must. Yeah, it probably does. Yeah. Either that or he's like, not another game here. I want to get out as soon as possible. I don't know. um, Yeah, well, that could be that thing as well. No, I mean, I think he's he's a very... He's he's got all all the qualities, you know. I mean, he's good in the air. He can Mm. play... With the ball at his feet, mm-hmm. he's a good actual, you know, old school defender as well. So I mm. think there's a lot of yeah. attractive qualities to him. Um, if he stays at Reading, I imagine he'll probably move move on anyway in the summer. So yeah. it's just whether Reading would want to cash in on him now and and either use the money to strengthen the squad in January or in the summer or uh, strengthen it on uh, I don't know Mount Park or the training yeah. ground. Or, but uh, it's it's one of those things. I think it's slightly depends how much it develops over the next couple of weeks or so. Because you might have a a Virgil Van Dyke scenario where you've got a player mm. who wants to leave, mm. you, you really want to keep him, yeah. and actually it's bringing down the club like it did with Saints for the first half of the season. In hindsight, maybe they should have let him go in yeah. last summer. Yeah. Yes, could have used the money then. Mm. Um, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, obviously Moore is not Van Dyke, but it's. No, it's all relative, it, it though, is, isn't it? Yeah, it could yeah. come into that scenario. Where is that bigger player for us, though? Definitely. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah I agree. Um, well, I, I think we're, we're almost in a bit of Russian roulette at the moment. We don't know whether to spend money in this window, not that we've got a lot, but do we spend some money to make sure we stay in this division, or do we wait until summer where obviously it could be too late mm. and we could be dragged into the mire and then any plans that you did have kind of go out the window a bit. Yeah, possibly. And is Chris Martin that man to save us? Well, not necessarily save us. I've put a little bit too much on that. <laughs> we don't need saving at the moment. So but is a he... a very small pool of strikers who are, you know, born and bred championship type strikers that are available. Um, when you're linked with a striker... Can... Who's also being linked with Sunland? You know where you are. Yeah, <laughs> kind he, of... he's, he's been around the block. I mean, we saw him obviously when he played at, at yeah. Fulham, and he's he's tricky. He gets in positions where defenders don't like to be. Mm. He gets in their faces, and, and we haven't really, you know, got a player like that that's really quite aggressive. I mean, yeah. Jan is quite physical, but he's he's not he's not as as aggressive as Martin would be. Um, and it was he six foot two. He's a Decent size, albeit he's not quick, which I I pray one day we'll have a fast strike. We had one last season though, was it the season before Vidra? And we had Graben. Yeah, but we, don't... But we never utilised him in the in the way that we should. I mean, if we're trying to play counter attacking football, when we've got a Luco, if he ever decides to, you know, 
putting some fast boots. Barrow on the other side. You mm. need someone who's equally fast with them to, to, to break the offensive yeah. chain. But when you've got a Varsen or yeah. Can't really see that happen. But are we going to sign Chris Martin? That's I hope so. Right? <laughs> because he's a name, and on defences we go. We know what you're capable of, and mm. it's just something else to fear. And he'll come in when he won't have the baggage necessarily that our mm. players currently have. Yeah, it's just something new, just something different. I'd, I'd like Chris Martin. I saw a lot of Chris Martin when I was going to see Norwich quite a lot with my girlfriend. Seen quite. I saw him a lot there actually. And I think um, he'd be a good signing. He's bulked up a lot since when he was there. He can score a goal. He's a plane. And he knows the championship. He was quite good at Fulham until he had a bit of a fallout over contracts and derby, which I don't fully understand. But I think he'd be a good player. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think he's a very kind of low low risk signing, I guess. I mean, he's one of those players who's had outstanding seasons in the championship, like... Vidra and then followed up with the with the poor season. Yeah, so yeah. you yeah. quite know what you're getting. I think he's scored one goal this uh, this season so far. So I mean, it's not hardly a man in form. But um, I think um, the players ahead of him at Derby. I mean, they've got loads of strikers. They got yeah, Willow yeah, and Newton and yeah. Bent and, and just uh, signed Jerome, well. Jerome as well. So I mean, I'm, I'm sure he, he probably will be heading out. Um, whether Reading can convince him, I know. Yepstam said after the game on. Um, Tuesday he wanted a bit more of a physical threat in the team, and I guess he'd, he'd mm. be the perfect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he definitely would be. And um, he, you know, he can, he's got a good um, ability at, at uh, dead ball situations as well. And yeah. So you know, he could could add quite a lot to the team. It's whether I mean he's he signed a three and a half year deal. I think about this time last uh, year at Derby. Mm. So I can't see it being a permanent deal at no. all. Um, and he did start. In the first team at Derby at the beginning of the season, but obviously they had the changing manager, I think, there as well. So mm. um, that affected things. Um, so whether he's, they just want to get him out, get him scoring, and then bring him back in, I don't know. But mm. uh, I guess hopefully, from a running perspective, they can just get him for five, six months, score a few goals, and, and yeah. reassess in the summer where they're at if they can afford him, whether he wants to stay. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I look at him and I, it's my always. My biggest worry when you play, uh, get these signings in on the loan and they haven't played, they've just got to get fit again. And yeah, there's yeah. a certain level of fitness and you think it's going to take him at least a month to get fit again. And then if he doesn't score any goals in the first month of playing, then he builds his own pressure again. Well, you've, got the, a, you've got Lewis Graben scenario. You yes, play, and you play exactly. Him, you play him out of position exactly. as well because yeah. you've got injured players. And you never really, never really get going. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We see him grabbing, but having said that, we've seen that Sullivan's fans are not keen on Lewis grabbing because of his uh, um, attitude, possibly. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's a two issues there, isn't it? Now, isn't it? Yes, yes. I think he's uh, being linked with Cardiff. I don't know. I don't know. I always thought Lewis Grabham was a decent player. He scored some good goals. He's another one I saw at Norwich as well, actually. He's a good player. But um, he just he's confidence. He's one of the strikers, isn't he? It's like a Vidra. In the yeah. championship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. clubs have good spells here and there. And, but no one's really taking a punt on him in the, in the Premier League because it's yeah. not consistent. Yeah. I think yeah. he's on he quite big wages as well yeah. for, for a, you know, a Premiership side that... Tradition doesn't chuck money yeah. around, but I think he's on a, quite a hefty whack. So yeah. I don't think many championship sides could really afford to take him on full time. Yeah. Are you going to apologise for saying the Premiership though? 
It's your fault. You fed me that. You fed me that. <laughs> don't, don't like, you know. You put something I'm glad you did that as well, not just me. So on to a different topic. So we think that Chris Martin is probably going to... Well, not probably. He's possible, but the Brentford one just seems a bit of a strange deal. But then I thought that about Luca. I yeah. don't think he was going to sign. Yeah, I think it, it would... It would be on on someone going out. I can't yes. see them coming in. So whether they're waiting for something to agree something, you know, and it'll have like a trigger effect. And, and... But I remember seeing something last week on on Twitter about you know players that we needed to get rid of. Mm. But people don't seem to think of the reverse side of it. It's like, well, who is going to want to, want to sign them? Because if they're injury prone. Nobody wants to sign the injury and prone player, so that's not going to happen. If they're out of form, it's a very big stretch for you to think, well, another club in, in the same division is going to want that player. So where yeah. are they going to go? Because they're not going to want to pay astronomical wages to drop to League One. That's no. never going to happen. No. So who is going to sign these players that we consider dead wood? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. You look at the, the most saleable assets there. I mean, not, you're not going to get too much money for no. a lot of the players. and. I think the, the best scenario you'll get is someone, you know, paying half a quarter of their wages. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, but it's got to be a real compelling yeah. argument to, that you're going to give to to the chairman to say, yeah. we need this player from Reading, even though he's really not had a good season and he's been injured like three times in the last two No, years. no, I agree. Badly. That brings me you know, onto the question. Sorry, go? just shoehorning this one in. From Cameron Macken, who uh, replied early, said, who would you let go in the summer to rebuild the squad? Well, I'd say probably everyone but Liam Moore, really. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, being a serious answer, I who would you let you, go? You put something out, I think, last week or the week before about contracts, didn't you, on who was, who was going yes, to expire yeah. in the mm. summer. And I don't think there was anything really there. I mean, a lot of them have been signed up over the last yeah, year hell or of a lot. So. Like Joey got re-signed, yeah. Gareth got re-signed, McShane did, Deanne did. There's yeah. a few in there that, Dunter. I mean... Yes, yeah, I might as well just say who I think. Jan, I really regret that we signed that contract now. Well, Definitely. he's probably regretting yes. the Zola signing. Yes, he wishes he was going to be ending his career in June. I think it was, yeah. was a lot more romantic yeah, in his head exactly. than, than he, we thought it was going to be. And, I mean, not so much, because I think he can still turn it around, but Paul McShane has not, I don't know, he worries me. He just the way he plays now, and he's getting caught out in every single game, and it, it concerns me. And he's never been quick, so he doesn't have that thing. And when you notice now when Ilori plays, which he would make mistakes, but he gets away with so many more mistakes because he's so much quicker. Yeah, he's got that great asset, which yeah, so. yeah. I think it maybe more for his uh, just kind of presence around mm. around the the camp as well, because uh, you haven't got two. I mean, it's a fairly middle-aged squad I guess in terms yeah. of footballers I mean in terms of experienced players you obviously got Kermigan but I guess McShane's probably the next oldest I'm mm, quite sure yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess so. so I think it's important to have a few wise heads mm. around oh yeah definitely and, yeah. and whether mm. he would accept a kind of a bit part role next season um, I don't know I think I'd like to see a Laurie be given a bit club. more of a go though he seems uh, yeah. to commit one or two errors and he's hooked off but definitely but if it doesn't appear Thinking with other way. players will get you know chance after chance after chance and they stay in. So, but I, if I you were like seeing that there's the players who we're going to get rid of, so stick on track here. <laughs> it's Cam from uh, 
I would say you'd want to get rid of players like Behrens, Popper, even Clemens coming into that. Though I don't think you necessarily should, but that'd be one lot of people to think that they want to get rid of. But you've also got to have someone else who wants to buy them. So as much as we want to get rid of them, I suspect some of them are on pretty decent contracts for oh, yeah. where they've been before. I mean, I don't think Clement's probably been on such a good deal somewhere. Mendes, has he probably been on such a good deal anywhere? Probably not. <laughs> so, I think he's out of contract. He's out of contract. Is he out of contract? Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, that solves that off. problem then. Quinn will be uh, off as well. Quinn will be another yeah, one. Quinn. Well, remember in the podcast that we did, we said yeah. that would probably be his last time he played. And yeah. He's yeah, nowhere yeah. near, is he? Right. It's, it's no. been a struggle, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a few youngsters like um, Sam Smith. I think he's out of contract in the summer. Is he? They haven't signed him up yet. Loder out of contract as well. Loder, I think. Yeah, Ryan oh, East okay. is, I think. So it's whether they, you know... You don't want Danny Loder suddenly leaving, do you? You don't. Not really, because I don't know if it's any good, but you want to... From what Stan was saying, he rates him very highly, so Mm. I very much doubt he'd he'd let him go. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's he's one of those tangible assets that if you... Yes, definitely. Even if you can't play him next season that much as a starter, you still want that value, the residual in the the contract. Mm. They're going to want to tie him down to a three- or four-year deal, you'd think. Definitely. um, Just to protect that. Ideally, you would like to see us be safe mathematically with five or six games to go. I'm not sure that's going to happen. And I'm not saying we should play six or seven youngsters in the team. But you'd like to see maybe two or three slightly pushed in slightly just to give them a feel of it. And you also gain a little bit because if you let them play every week, you gain so much more from that than just bunging them in. Mm. And also if the games at the end of the season, if we can't go up or down... It's a different kind of pressure for a young player. You can make a mistake, but it's not catastrophic. Yeah, so, I know that's the dilemma, though, isn't it? It's, mm. You kind of, as the weeks go on, do you uh, and the you know the the pressure goes up a notch every, every mm. week? Do you throw it to the youngsters and say, you know, give it your best? Uh, yeah, this dilemma we've it. had with Richards, isn't or, it? It's brave. Though, yeah. Every every brave. game seems mm. to be. The clamour for Richards grows, yet the risk for Stam to put him in versus play, playing, mm. you know, Gunter at left side and Bakuna on the right, or Blackett even. I think he, he mm. a few games ago as well. He's obviously you know weighing up those options, and he doesn't want to put Omar in, even though he knows by now he can trust him a bit more than he could have at the start of the season. It's that kind of dilemma that that the management have got. Definitely. Thinking that in the yeah. predicament we are, you don't want to put inexperienced players in there for damaging their confidence. No, definitely. I mean, Stam's also protecting his own job as well, oh, yeah, like all sure. managers That's... do. Um, you saw him or Richards at Hull. How did he do Yeah, I thought he was all right. So, yes. Yeah, he made one mistake quite early on, uh, but he managed to track back. He raced back and, and got a sliding tackle in, and, uh, was, and that was about, that, about it. Uh, I think he... Some stack going around, he made six tackles, I think, the most in the championship okay. that weekend as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's certainly very good going forward. He likes to kind of take on players. I think maybe on sort of defensively, that's probably where Stam is, is thinking actually is, is going to more of a reliable option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, which is you know, does have pace to get back, but he's maybe prone to the odd error. Mm. But I mean, he's only 17 18, I think, so he's still got sort of plenty yeah. of. Definitely. time to learn yeah um, but um, yeah I think you know if they do sign a left back or so I mean you'd think 
It's a bit of a kick in the teeth for yeah. Yeah. big kick. For, for, for big riches. And then, yeah. and then when you think of the summer, if a beat is coming back, you know, what, where does that stand yeah. for, for riches? Sure. Does, does he mm. uh, convert himself to a left winger or does he think, actually, I'm not going to get a look in? No. Is it worth me uh, having a look elsewhere, seeing what my options are? Um, yeah. Because, no. Yeah, same with the other side with Watson as well. Yeah, but he's been injured. That's slightly different. It's the same, yeah. same dilemma. If if you know everything reverts to type when you've got mm. Gunter back on, at right back, or even now with Bakuna, <laughs> who plays him more often than not. Bakuna mm. um, was good at right back though for a while, yeah. and then he drifted I'm not, off I'm, a bit. I'm yeah. Not keen, but. Yeah. It, it, when Watson is available again, he's going to go. Well, I'm third now. I was second mm. for a while, and even then, I didn't get much of a chance because no. Gunter's invincible. But so. you're going to try and have Gunter in the team. Oh, it, that's <laughs> the thing. Uh, in the yeah. situation, it, regardless of which situation, if you're trying to go up or go down, you're going to have Gunter in the team. You're not yeah. going to have two young he's, fullbacks. No, that's no, really. No. I mean, I'm, I don't mind playing young players, but two fullbacks is a little bit crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm not advocating <laughs> at the same yeah. time. I'm just, you know, talking yeah. about youthful prospects and how yeah. they're going to get game time. Yes. And whichever way you kind of slice it and dice it, as you say, mm. Gunter will almost fit in any defence yeah. wherever, mm. uh, even as, as a wing-back. Um, so, you know, how these these young guys going to break through? I don't know. This is a debate that's going on quite a lot at the moment, isn't it? It's because we're not winning games, and quite often you see this uh, with teams all over the country. When teams aren't winning games, they say, oh, let's play the young players because we haven't seen them, and they're going to be amazing, and none of them will fail, and it's all going to go well. But it's a really dangerous thing to be doing, throwing too many young players in, because you can damage them. Some of them you can make, but you could also be surprised by some of the players that actually fail in that situation. So yeah. you, you got to protect, and the manager's also protecting himself. Like I said, so you know, he's forget you upstamp the player. That one's gone. He's now seeing himself as the manager. So <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. I mean, you, I'd love to see you know, like sort of uh, Rinomoto and Loda a bit more. Yeah. But, oh, I'd um, love to see Rinomoto. Rinomoto well. yeah. as well, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he's coming back. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was all right in the cup games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. totally Star. great. Yeah, I remember me and you. Well, yeah, we I think he was one of the best players in one of them, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was good. But you just, I mean, you, you think he's 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 below Swift, he's below Bakuna, he's below Kelly, he's mm. below Edwards, he's below Vandenberg. Yeah, yeah. Well, where, where, is. where is his, yeah. Uh, his door? Yeah. There isn't one, is there? No, but with that, it just says we've just got too many central midfielders as well. But then why have they why have they given him a contract? If they've given him a three year three year deal, I think. Yeah. So it's protecting Remoting, value, so. isn't it? That's all it is. So, it's, yeah. It ruins his career, but we see it with so many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So moving on to a slightly different topic now. Uh, we had some good news about the training ground from uh, Rangoli this week that the academy will hopefully. This is words, I think, something along those lines. Move into the uh, new training ground in November. So it actually seems to be getting built. Yes, so I yeah. assume this all came from your interview you had with him a few weeks ago. Yes. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's sounding pretty optimistic that the academy were going to be in in, in November. I think it's, um, say, I think the first team are going to be a bit, a bit later next year in 2019. So obviously they're going to get a few, well, it's some, a few, you know, three or four pitches in place. Let the academies maybe try it out first of all and yeah. check it all out. And um, we mentioned they want to get the ladies team in there as well. Mm. And um, you know, it's all. I think it all finally is slowly coming to fruition. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been a long wait, and uh, people are 
excited to see it and uh, and you know going down to Hogwood it is rather tired down there I mean, there's a lot I mean, it's all porter cabins still yeah. and I mean the pictures are in good state but um, yeah I think I mean, I've been to a couple of other clubs training grounds and, and they are more state of the art I mean some of the bigger clubs obviously have you know, all the money and everything but mm-hmm. um, I think it's certainly encouraging news and um, I think yeah in the next I'd like to think next two or three years they should will be moved in and uh, hopefully it's you know another kind of building block in the foundation of bringing players through and, and making sure they're all in definitely and also keeping shape. the status one in academy yes definitely which is yeah. critical for us because yeah. you need to have those players coming through I know we were just saying about some of them don't come through but if you look over a 10 year period we've had quite a lot of young players of yeah come through you don't want really to sell them for like seven million like we did with Sigerson but you're getting money for players that's what it is is you can bear about yeah <laughs> so, yeah yeah and and, yeah. Uh, and hopefully they can replace Lee Heron sooner yes. rather than later um, yeah. but he's still I not think. being announced though has he uh, no he hasn't no though. he no. still hasn't been um, no so no, that's a bit of a no man's sure left he, I'm, I know he's off there so yeah <laughs> I'm quite sure what the delay is, but um, contracts, contracts. Yeah, yeah. Something, something behind the scenes. Yes. Um, Maybe they've got to get Alexis Sanchez off the books first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lee Heron's wages are so yeah, big. That's yeah. a good point, Neil. Yeah, yeah, you've called it <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. Lee's ecstatic by now. Yeah, yeah, He's definitely. Buying a new car every second. Yeah. No, I think it's a positive sign with the owners. Uh, we don't know anything about them, and. One day someone will actually meet them and uh, speak to them, but with a training ground that can't be sold, not very easily anyway. So that's a more positive sign, I think, than actually spending a lot of money on players in some ways, because that'll be there for a lot longer. So I think it's a good thing. There's a lot of worries about it. Obviously, this just goes all the way back to the Zingarvich era when all kinds of weird stuff was happening. But is actually going to be there now and you have to keep at the same level as the rest of the championship teams otherwise you get caught up in every single area not just yeah. on the pitch well it's, it's another uh, string to your bow when you're trying to sell a club aren't you yeah. for, for a yeah. move so it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a minor attraction exactly isn't it in, so yeah. you know yeah. they're going to be there day in day out so you want a good facility and uh, mm. if you've got say whole club was fine but it's a bit yeah it's a bit better days so the team for Brentford, I would, I'll do mine and then you see if you disagree with me. I have Manoni in goal, obviously, Gunter at right back, then Ilori, Moore, Richards, then Evans, uh, Vanderberg, Gareth McCleary, if he's not tired, Bakuna, <laughs> Barrow and Danny. What do you think? I wouldn't have McCleary anywhere near the Yeah, but the problem is, the alternative is... I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah that's fair enough. No, that's fair I, enough, yeah, totally. I, I know he's he's coming back from injury and... Well, he's perpetually coming mm. back from injury, if we're brutally honest. But mm. I think every time I've seen him, he doesn't look... He doesn't have any of the confidence or swagger that he had before where he'd, mm. he'd take on a defender and you think he'll do a trick or he'll cut back inside like he, he has done famously before and he, he just isn't doesn't seem to be there and he mm. doesn't really have the mental baggage of the rest of the side where they've been dragged mm. down game after game he should be mentally fresh but mm. when he comes on he just doesn't look the same guy anymore no um so i, I me i'd rather persist with a, a luca yeah i mean i, I 
the reason I put that in is because Stam seems to be picking him all the time in the last few weeks. So it's partly that. I agree that Luko was probably a better player, but his confidence looks shot. And some of his effort in his last few games has not been great. So I'm kind of really struggling to find someone for that role. Barrow, yeah, I think he's got that tied down, even though he hasn't been in the best form. You, you think that he can do something in a game. Yeah, he's the one player that I, I would be fearing if, uh, if I was an opposition looking yeah, at my mm, team. He's the one sure. who can, he's got a bit of spark, mm. um, can beat a player, can score a goal, and um, hopefully yeah. he can feed daddy. <laughs> well, uh, let's hope that um, he's playing, because if, if Jan Kermigan is on that team sheet at two o'clock, that's going to create a very negative, <laughs> a very, very negative. There might be some season tickets thrown on the picture. <laughs> if you're um, Bodvarsson and you score a hat-trick, regardless of who it's against, and the person that's keeping you out of the team has scored one goal in 13 games now, you've got to think, come on, I, I deserve a chance. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether it's mind games that Stan was playing after the game, saying, you know, I'm not quite sure whether he's going to play or not. I don't know. I've, I've got a funny feeling he might bring back Jan. But, um, I've got a bad feeling about it as well. Yeah, I have. I mean, it's not that I dislike Jan. I don't have an no, no, It's a really nice person. It's just that you look at what he's done this season and you just think, you're yeah. not that player. No. And then again, kind of Bodvarsson hasn't been brilliant either. No, he's, he's had no. a odd good game, but he hasn't been given a chance. You can't do any more than yeah. score three mm. in a game, can you? Yeah, regardless. Yeah. So, if your if your sole aim as a striker is to score goals, regardless who it's against, then you've got to play the next game. Really, unless something happens and he's got a dodgy ankle or whatever. He's got to start, really, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think so, but you never know with Jabstam. But mentally, it wouldn't know. be good for the guy. Cause no, I don't he, think so at all. It's the obvious question, you know, any footballer would say, what do I have to do? You can't do any more than that, really. No, definitely. And he's got the World Cup coming up for him, so he wants to be playing. He's a, he's a really nice bloke as well, and, and uh, you know, he'll take it on the chin and, and uh, you know... Publicly or say afterwards, you know, I respect the manager and stuff, but he will be. You know, really oh yeah, you're bound to be himself. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I remember a recent game when he came on and he was really frustrated because he ain't been on the pitch for uh, the normal Yabstam uh, substitution with about three minutes to go, and we're one nil down. <laughs> and you think, what was there was a game recently, the Birmingham game, and we were two nil down, and he doesn't bring another striker on, and you think, yeah, oh dear. <laughs> so, yeah, I want him to succeed. I I do think his time is probably up, but I would love him to prove me wrong. Yes, I'm not one of these people that thinks, oh, now I've decided that I'm desperate for him to lose. I don't want that. I want him to prove me wrong and turn around, but I'm not really seeing many signs that he's flexible in any way or time, but we knew that already, so we could go over there for hours, couldn't you, really? Mm -hmm. So what do we think the score... I'll be happy just to see a goal, really. <laughs> yeah, but which for team? Which team's that? I think we're going to see one for Brentford. I don't bet on that. A goal for the team that traditionally plays in blue and white. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. At our yeah. stadium. Uh, yeah. That would be nice. Um, a clean sheet would be lovely. And a home win on a Saturday for the first time since... Yeah. Last, isn't it? last season. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Crazy. Um, and if I'm doing the... Uh, Mm. Player ratings at the weekend, a win because I don't think I've done one yet. <laughs> yeah. so that, would be, that would be equally joyous. <laughs> wow! Yeah, when was the last time, last team we won? Was that that wasn't Rotherham, was it? Oh, I don't know. 
Wow, that was a long time ago. Or was mm, was that one nil one uh, against uh, when he got the bad injury, McDonald? Was that Wiggins. yeah? Was yeah. that the last one? Possibly, yes. Yeah, a long time ago, when Jan scored and yeah, kind of confirmed we were in the playoffs, yeah. even though we knew we were going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. So you're saying your prediction is? Come on, I'll, <laughs> I'll just be happy with one nil. But being Brentford, Brentford mm. score. They, yeah, they do. They they're very adept at scoring away from home and winning as well. Um, oh. I'd just be happy with one nil. Yeah, I would, I would 100%, 100% take a 1-0 win. I mean, we've had three clean sheets, but two of them are against the League 2 team, so I'm not really getting that excited. And they really should have scored against us, Stephen. It's definitely, yeah. it, with any quality, the gaps were pretty big. What do you think, Jonathan? Um, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. I think there's a, there will be goals. I think both teams like to go for it. Um, I'm sure they obviously being better this season but I think confidence will be certainly a bit higher than it has been in previous weeks and hopefully they might get rub of the green if um, you know like Stephen has had the goal disallowed you know, rightly for offside but you know it's those little things uh, which haven't really got anything this, this season and um, whether you know someone can shank it in or you know as an own goal or something like that we might need that if Swift it's... isn't playing, so it yeah, exactly. might be her only hope. I mean, have, have they had a penalty of the season? I think someone oh. said to me, have they had any penalties? We, penalty? we had loads yeah, last season. We used it all up. That was they, crazy. They missed them as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that was... Maybe, that was it's, maybe it's actually a good thing, but... I um, we've had one. I can't remember who took it or even... Coons has scored a penalty away, I think. Sure. Well, Kenny, uh, yeah. Kenny had one at Brentford. Yeah. Yes, he did. Bakuna yeah, yeah Bakuna did. Well. He scored at uh, Bolton. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it was yeah. two all, wasn't it? I uh, think. Yeah, yeah. it's quite low. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite optimistic. I mean, no, for any reason that they've obviously won in midweek and, and, and a few clean sheets recently. Yeah. So, Why and it's got to turn at some point. This this winless run. Um, yeah, Brentford are, are okay, but they're nothing too special. Mm. Um, you know. Hopefully they can grind out a win and uh, maybe the opposition will have a bad day for once. Yeah, well, the opposition have had many bad days at all. You do look at the goal and you think maybe. I mean, it seems a bit strange, but you look at that first goal that we scored against Stevenage. That took a huge deflection, and that wouldn't have gone to both us and otherwise. And you never know. Maybe just that one moment just changes the whole thing. And he he maybe got a hat trick, probably. So it changes it for him. So you never know. Do you? Mm. You've got to. have some positivity. <laughs> you some positivity. The, the team on Tuesday night, there were ten changes apart from, mm. apart from Gunter was the only one. But that was still a very strong side. Mm. I mean, yeah, no, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, so you know there are a number of options there. Mm. I think it's, how he, how he it's, uses them. We've got to score that first goal, and preferably in the first half. Because it seems that once we get past half time, the confidence has just ebbed away again, mm. and the second half is just rinse and repeat of the first. Yes, with no ingenuity or craft or guile, anything different, and we struggle. Uh, so I think we've got to start fast, get a goal if we can do, and then hold on for dear life. We never start fast. I know, but it's dangerous. something's got to change in the approach, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I hope we do. I hope yeah. we do. But um, just to get the you know the fans excited a little bit would be would be nice that they can. Deliver something that can just keep them buoyant throughout the rest of the game. I'm going to games now thinking, I hope we're still in it at half time. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I it's like totally that. Get you. It's, yeah. it's, it's a real struggle at the moment. Mm. Also, the Burton but game you, you in keep Birmingham. Going and yeah, then, you know, maybe if this game yeah. they're going to turn it around. That's, yeah. that's what keeps you going. Yeah. That's what it has to. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of think so. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm getting slightly depressed just thinking about going. Just like... wonder what, what Stan can do any differently though in his approach, because we know he's steadfast in his four-three-three, mm. and you can't play anyone else though, can you? No, but you no know, one. Tr- getting them to do slightly different things that, we're, that the opposition haven't thought of. Four-four-two, Jan and Bod up front. Never that's happened. it. Never Long happened. ball, <laughs> change it up completely. And I'm a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just not going to happen. With uh, Stam, he is set on his policy, and he's never going to change. He's one of the most stubborn people. That means very people. easy to read, though. And if you know any opposition yeah. manager and his staff have you know scouted us, they they know how we're going to set up. Hmm. And what can he do that's going to be any different to give us that little element of surprise? Maybe Bud Varsten is that surprise because they couldn't have seen him that much apart from... Yeah, they, know him. They, they know him. They know him. They've got all the videos. But and it's, all his, uh, he's not played for yeah. us in you know that many times. So that's, is that the difference? Is that the only thing we've got? I don't know. That's it. Yeah. And that is a brilliant note to finish on, isn't it? And absolutely depressing. Is that all we've got? <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. And um, uh, see you next time. Cheers. Bye.